back to my podcast, Floating Creativity. My name is Seven, and today I'm welcoming a very special guest. Uh, wait, should I call you Philippa or? Ah, the question. That's a good question. Actually, this is something I wanted to talk about because I think eventually I will change my name. But okay. I think I can be introduced by Philippa. Okay. AKA Leofrin Nov. Okay, so today we have Philippa. She's a very dear friend of mine. And uh, maybe we can start by I mean, you introducing yourself. So who are you? Where are you from? How old are you? So hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Sevin, for having me. Um, I've been loving your podcast, so I'm really excited to talk on it and to also share my birthday experience. Uh, I just turned 31 on the 4th of November and I came from Portugal to Germany in 2019. So I've been in Berlin for four years now uh, and I came as an architect but became an illustrator and that's how my path crossed Seven's path. <laughs> And we have been, uh, we illustrated together, we organized some workshops together. And because funny enough, her project that she mentioned in a previous episode that you can go listen to <laughs> <laughs> about her NGO uh, inspired the creation of a project that yeah was very special and that's how we actually met as workshop facilitators slash illustrators <laughs> slash artists i was gonna ask you but you already said it so it's perfect uh yeah so we met through this project called uza collective and i think i joined you when you already started after what a year or something yes you joined in the end of 2020 2022 yes Ah, yeah, okay. So after two years, actually. So I worked with you until May 2023, so this year. And we remain friends. We still talk about making new projects together. And I like that you're here today because you can talk about your own journey. Um, you didn't wake up and after you were born and you decided that you were going to be an artist. Um, it took you another way let's say so first you were an architect you studied architecture and then your life took a twist and everything changed and you decided actually to change things around which is super scary and exciting i guess and since it was your birthday a week ago exactly a week ago Uh, I was thinking maybe you can talk about your past, past year, sorry, in a creative manner, and maybe the upcoming year that you have ahead, maybe some projects you want to talk about, or, yeah. Yeah, I think I would touch on like this passage from architect to illustrator, and that culminated last year, I guess. Um, but I, because I think it's a issue with a lot of people or like maybe because I have some other friends going through the same that you really want to keep the good girl path and everything that seems messy and uncertain and irregular should be repressed. <laughs> 
and that's what I felt um, and that that made it harder for me to jump jump the that boat but I'm very glad that I did uh, and the messy project process ma was made much easier with the creation of Oza and which was a collective of other illustrators that wanting wanted to jump their own boats And that's why Oza means, maybe a little bit cheesy, but it means to there in Portuguese. Mm -hmm. And that's what we wanted to do. Uh, and last year was my first year as a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I was no longer in my 20s. Uh, I got divorced in, my, in the end of my... <laughs> my 29th uh, year on this earth uh, and for me it was a very um, liberating process in many ways like the way that I lived my life like with me personally uh, and the way yeah I saw the world changed fundamentally um, and that's what caused uh, the divorce of many things also um, people that no longer made sense in this new, I would say, not new version of myself, but more liberated version of myself, mm. I, I would say. And it was really hard and really scary and very painful. But I think, and I, we were talking, I was telling you I wanted to discuss these things, like letting people, projects, cities, <laughs> sometimes you have to let places you used to call home you had to let them go uh, to make room for new things that make more sense so that you're not stuck and you keep growing and you keep and also like this understanding that you you can decide that your environment like there's a lot of things we cannot control but we can decide to leave situations where we are not um, fully uh, 100% okay with aligned with And the under like that power just absolutely changed my life and the way I exist in the world, um, which then made me like have much more energy for people around me. I think it feels like every time I say it, it feels very selfish. But then I think like I'm such a better friend because of that because I leave every situation that feels draining. Uh, so. That's actually a very good point. And for me, I think it's really interesting because I see you. I mean, I've met you when you were already divorced, when you just got divorced, let's say. And you were already going through changes, like personal and... I mean, actually in all aspects of your life, I think. And it was really exciting to see you becoming more you, basically. And, you know, I talk about this a lot in this podcast, uh, figuring ourselves out, being true to ourselves, um, basically like reaching our, our goals and becoming the person that we thought or we dreamed we would become. Mm -hmm. And honestly, being there to witness your transformation is amazing. I feel very privileged and I'm super proud of you. Ah, oh, thank you. I mean, you were a big part of it, and working with you was a massive pleasure. And it reminded me of like how I want to work and what kind of projects I want to do. And that was yeah. Thank you so much. 
Oh, thank you as well. I mean, let's not make it a podcast where it's just about us thanking each other, but I think it's genuine. I really want to thank you for everything that you've done and you're still doing. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to work with my best friend with Pastor Crayon. And I learned a lot of things, like so many things for like seven years. Can you imagine? So bringing all of that to 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 Uza and to us, I think it's normal. I mean, for me, it was natural. I didn't have to think twice. No, but it was so you were so generous. And I'm so grateful for that because it really like it again showed me that uh, I was I mean, in in interrelation ships interpersonal relationships um it's i think we it's easy to say like oh this this happened that this person did something wrong or did something good or like sometimes people just don't they are not a good match and i think only and we can only um assess things by comparison because human beings are not that <laughs> bright everything we <laughs> Uh, everything we do is actually very basic, but yeah, it took really knowing, like, like seeing the kind of conne- connection that I didn't even know what I wanted, but like working with you, it just felt absolutely right. And like the way we work together and I just realized oh, this is how I want to work with every collaboration that I have. And it changed even collaborations that were in process. I, I think it helped really, I don't know, like changed the way they worked. I'm thinking about this project that we were working at, working on, Sweaty Dwellings. Uh, you can see our website. It's a very beautiful project. And it was all about tools of feminism, resistance, but the community work and rest and playfulness. So it's funny that when we are working in such a project, then the, we organize it in a way that is so stressful and we put ourselves under so much uh, under exactly the same oppressive systems that we were trying to dismantle. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you helped me like put things in perspective and I think that also, I don't know, I think people in the project also felt it and we also, uh, I think it's like a domino effect that you like opened me up and then I somehow i i i mean i'm actually we didn't speak about this but i feel like uh i also opened them up and then we just became more relaxed and in tuned i think you're really like if you analyze it at least my perspective on reality um felt like that like changed uh that's great yeah, because I was being more true to myself because I was like, ah, now I, or like not more true to myself, but I feel like this is a really big issue that a lot of people don't actually know what they want because we don't usually have time to really think about it. Uh, and then there's so many options and you're like, you don't know, but it's it's so helpful to reflect on the kind, even if you don't know what you want to do, but like the kind of environment that you want to be in. Like knowing that there are better people to work with, like they are like in like in relationships or like whatever, whatever kind, whatever it is. I think we settle a lot because we always have this like lack like mentality and mm-hmm. just this knowledge that no, life can be better and it can feel really good. You can find people that are like, uh, I mean, it's never 100%, but like 80% match. And this was like... 
And for you, I mean, I guess in architecture, uh, I'm sure that you have to really be really. Uh, you have to be really different from who you re really are. I mean, you especially. Maybe some others, it's different. But honestly, I don't believe that. <laughs> um, you have to fake it a lot, or you have to adapt to something, right? Where you're almost erasing yourself. Yeah, we're also trained to think that work is supposed to be painful and that you have to suffer. It's not fun and everything like that. But honestly, I think that now things have changed. I mean, maybe before, like years or decades ago, you couldn't even think about work in another way. Work was just work. But now we can really change things and adapt to the society that we live in. And honestly, for me, what really made me realize that we could work differently was one good manager. That's it. Exactly. You know, really. Basically, <laughs> that's what it took me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you have to see it happening. Because you and that's a great thing that you mentioned architecture because. It's, it's super competitive and we are taught like in university and I still have colleagues that think like this today that uh, if you're not suffering, if you're not working really hard, if you're not doing like the extra 10 hours a week, like you're, you don't want it bad enough, you're not that good. And this, uh, this sick idea, like, and these people don't even know that they're being exploited by their companies because if you think about the profit they are making, there there's no... It doesn't make sense that things are not organized in a way that we can do like even 30 hour weeks because there's more than enough studies that say that you're actually more efficient if you work less. There's even, um, I have to mention this because it's a test uh, an entrepreneur did in his company. I will try to find this, but I think this, I, I really believe in this idea. He basically told people that they had unlimited uh, vacation days. Mm. And what he saw is that People weren't take like they did. They maybe they took like one extra week, but they didn't do it. They didn't uh, took adv take advantage of it in a way that maybe we kind of are conditioned to think like, oh, if we give them too many um, too rights, too much freedom, they'll take advantage. But like people like to work, you know. Like it's and it, it's this deconstructing this like toxic um, ideas of what work is and like what work um, needs to be to be efficient i'm i'm really grateful that we are in an era that that that's happening mm -hmm. um and yeah i kind of digressed a lot okay. on this but but yes this to say that actually it reflects on life that you can choose like your attitude towards things and you can realize oh i if like with the right people by my side i can build something mm -hmm big and I can and it doesn't have to be very big <laughs> um, and I can be truly myself because I think that's another like a lot of people have a very toxic idea of how you exist in the world there's a lot of gossip if you don't like if you are a little bit weird it's just um, yeah I think people make it very obvious and they think they are just making a joke and they think it's just but it's just very obvious that you shouldn't be uh, weird or you shouldn't have very loud opinions. And if you have loud opinions, it should be like this kind of loud opi opinions, not that kind. 
and I'm happy that I <laughs> got that I am free from that. And another thing that I would like to talk about here is that like the way I got free was by working in a restaurant that was like really important. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that a lot of people would never do. And I had a lot of, uh, actually friends of friends even, that didn't know me, come to tell me, oh, but I heard that this is happening. And like, don't you, don't you want to work in your, like, uh, in your area of expertise? You are wasting your degree. And I'm like, I, I'm not wasting anything, first of all. I use my degree all the time. I actually use it... I think people don't want to also sometimes see the truth because the truth is very painful. You don't actually use your degree a lot of the times. I don't think it's just architecture because you get adapted to this company. So you don't necessarily use the knowledge you have on a daily basis. Uh, And on the other hand, you use it all the time because it absolutely formatted your brain. And I think architecture took a lot of things and also I don't think this is that good anymore but for a long time I was grateful for the work ethics because I can work 10 hours a day and it's like it's crazy and I don't think I have to and I think I definitely push myself too much but like the way I'm able to push myself or I was able to push myself um, I only did it because I was programmed Mm -hmm. to do it so in a way like I always use the degree even though that if right now I'm thinking that this is something that I also want to let go. Um, but yeah, but work like just letting go of this need of being like behaving in a certain way and being a certain thing for people to take me seriously. Like who are actually these people and why do I need their approval? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually working in a restaurant as a part-time job, of course, because I was in Germany. Uh, I was able to have like the money for everything that I wanted and needed and like the time and the peace of mind to to develop my my illustration and my artist's career in general and to really take the time to think things through and to like experiment without the need of oh I need I don't know the need to sell or the need to like take clients I just felt safe So I worked for one year and and a half. And before, like the first time I tried to leave architecture in 2019, I worked in a clothing store. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I tasted the freedom of, wow, (laughs) (laughs) having time and like a stress-free... I mean, it wasn't stress-free, but it was like... The the work environment was stress-free. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a stress-free life. (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you close the door and you leave... You can really forget about this day or this job and you can move on to something else. And somehow, I mean, today for me, because for the longest time I wasn't really able to be okay with it. But um, today I'm kind of at peace with that. I like having a day job and then doing all of my other stuff. Like my job or the way that I make money doesn't have to combine everything as I thought it should. But to be, I just wanted to say yeah. something on that because the job itself actually had a lot of fun. Mm. Like, because these jobs are much more relaxed, people are able to be themselves. And I really was able to explore who I really was mm. when I was not like 
I, I think actually helped me realize that I was masking a lot and forcing myself into this box a lot more than I thought I was. Uh, and the hardest thing about these jobs were the people outside mm -hmm. that were criticizing me, they were questioning me, they were like, I felt like I had to yeah, fight a lot. And for something that it doesn't make any sense, I mean, I'm paying my bills, I'm being a constructive member of society let's say <laughs> i'm making my contributing my part i'm like i'm following so I, i'm following my dreams uh so why would you need, feel the need to come and tell me that like you're afraid that i might be ruining my life and all that and this concept is just really insane <laughs> i think today it's a bit like old school to think like that in a very like first degree very seriously uh, things have changed so much and the way that we think about work and imagine work is so much different like we talk we talk about work-life balance and all of this bullshit but it is important and also I had a question for you um, how did you like come to work with like community-based um, projects or uh, like is it something that you've done before either in architecture or was it something that you really wanted to do? Yeah, I think um, in architecture, because when I finished my master's, um, I really didn't want to finish it, but I had to. Uh, and I thought, okay, if I'm going to be an architect, like what kind of architect would I be? Mm. Uh, and I thought, I mean, this is kind of dark, but I thought, uh, like if I cannot enjoy my life, like I sh at least maybe I can still, I just felt very like, um, not useless, but a little bit useless for society because I really didn't want to, I knew architecture was in my calling. And at this point in time, um, I had to be an architect and I didn't know how, if ever I was going to be able to be something else. So I thought my life was kind of ruined. I know this is like, this is very dramatic. And like, every time I think that with 23 years old, I thought I ruined my life. Like, it's so ridiculous, but I did. And I thought, okay, so at least I'm gonna, if I cannot exist for myself, I'm gonna just do something for the world and just give my life. And because that also... I mean, I'm not a saint, but I just, I, I am also aware that it gives you a sense of purpose and I just wanted to enjoy life again. <laughs> so I thought it was like a win-win situation and a very like um, beautiful way to, to just turn this like s bad situation in something like beautiful for the world. Mm -hmm. So in a way I was trying to like take also control over my own narrative uh, and I dis and I I was always like inclined to um, socialist ideals, <laughs> so I I did my thesis on um, refugee camps and how architects could turn refugee camps in like little sustainable cities that could be independent and develop and blah blah. And after that, I realized. I was extremely naive and the reason why refugee camps exists is not for the lack of architects or the lack of solutions and cheap sustainable solutions there's like books and books on that um, and it's political and that really made me want to be more involved 
And I was also working, like my first architecture job was in Atelier Mob in Lisbon. And they are, um, and they have um, like an association within them. That's where I worked, the architecture for the 99%. And it was about a lot about like social housing, public buildings, and like li- small interventions and daily life uh, urbanism that could improve life fundamentally and like this research on like feminist cities uh really interested me but then again i was not an architect in at core Mm. but i felt that i couldn't be like just an illustrator not that there's anything wrong with just or just art an artist but i think maybe because the people i was surrounded with in the art world, it felt like you needed to make it uh, selfish. It needed to be like an ego thing. And in the end, like there's so many issues with the world, like to talk about my illustrations or my art or whatever it is that I wanted to do felt very shallow. And this world, even like because the art market destroys everything and (laughs) everything feels very, very shallow. And I was like, I want to... And the art community, especially in Lisbon, because it's so competitive, uh, for me it was like impossible to get in because I was not. Cons- I just felt it was very obvious that I was not considered an artist or a person like of interest. Um, it was very. It felt very el- elitist. It doesn't mean it really is, and it doesn't mean there aren't places where you don't feel that. But it was that was my experience. I couldn't get in, you know, and it was, it felt weird, uh, not to be able to get in. Um, and I thought that everything would be better because even the people were part of it, they were very, um, this doesn't benefit anyone. And it's much harder when you, when there isn't a community. And so I thought when I build something or like when I, when I came to Germany that like one of the things that I wanted to do was like find the right people to be around me to have a community of artists like a real um, and work with spaces that don't give you this like elitist feeling and this is where and then like culminated with the 2020 the whole like the Black Lives Matter movement this whole conversation in Europe about it and also Germany has so many um, uh, issues with migration and also like coming from Portugal of course we have the same things but here I was I was able to do something about it because I had the financial freedom for that here and that's why yeah that's why Oza was very focused first on these issues of like community building and empowering people and like more giving back because it also started as a, um, like I'm a, I, the person I started it with, um, she also had a job. We both had full time jobs, so it was start. It was more something that we wanted to give back than the than what was developing into something that mm-hmm. was like a proper organization, yeah, exactly that we could live from. Interesting. There are a lot of stuff that I didn't know actually, so I'm learning a lot about you with this interview. I love it. And were you able to develop your artistic style or your work, like personal style, personal work? Uza is a place where people come together, illustrators come together to talk about social injustice or social issues in general. 
and it's really like a common work so was there was there still a place for you and enough space for you to be your full self as an artist um i think like this gave me the space to really develop my like illustration style mm-hmm. um and i think that was where i was most creative but i really feel like it helps me a lot to keep my creativity flowing um jumping from medium to medium which is why i i think it's funny to like dangle in music as well yeah that's true <laughs> and yeah. the like wor- making workshops is something creative for me i love experimenting exercises and i love seeing how like different people and different groups uh, react to them um And I think this is why I was I felt so so creative because suddenly I'm like after years of not being able to do what I wanted and just like I've always been drawing and I was I was always like sketching in like little notebooks and then suddenly I have the time and I have like the resources to just buy the big sketchbook and like draw whatever I want to and do whatever I want to and like build the space that I'm my own like at Oza we are we were our own clients as well so it's incredibly liberating and so this just this is also why i worked so much because suddenly i could so i just wanted to take all the opportunities and i think yeah i think my i i was just like very creative because of all of these areas so i don't feel like specifically in one oh, i was more yeah. but my style i mean even though i think you can see that it's the same uh it changed a lot and i think i the other day i saw uh on instagram they were like sharing a post from three years ago and i was like there was like the elements were all there but it was so um it was so not developed you know and it was so like uh cute to see but also like just how well when you have a lot of ideas and you when you have a lot of anxiety also and you don't you have a lot of things to figure out things take time and i think like now i'm in a position that i'm like i'm full in and i don't care how how much time it takes and i also question like what does it matter and what does this mean take time for what because i am a full-time illustrator at the moment so it's like good for me But I've been talking, I wanted to do workshops since I got to Germany. So it's like end of 2019. I'm really like excited to do workshops. And I started doing them in 2021. So it it took like, of course the pandemic made it worse, but it took like two years for it to become like a reality. Yeah, it's funny because when I see you leading workshops, and I mean facilitating workshops, Um, you're such a natural and it's something that I can really see you do for a long time and I was wondering is it something that you've like someone taught you before how to do it or was it something that you learn on the way like how did it come to you so uh, the person I started the collective with um, Irem she used to give workshops and she taught me a lot and I just it was also something that just clicked for me And I think that's why um, I evolved into the role so like easily and so fast because I absolutely loved it. 
uh, but like her feedback helped a lot and I think it's again the community like your feedback also helped and we would also take the time to ask the participants what do they think and and just like being open to everything and I think this is something that I want to keep always and forever like this sponge uh, <laughs> way of existing just like being open to being wrong and open to improving and not like being like going to a place where you achieve this and that and so now you think like no one can criticize you and mm -hmm. you do not allow for that to happen like I I think that's very boring I, I hope that I keep it's not really about growing but just like exploring new things and learning new things maybe sometimes you learn something and you like you learn it really uh, in a profound way and you decide that it doesn't make any sense to you <laughs> and I don't think that should be considered a waste of time this is something that I also like have been deconstructing um, mm -hmm. because it's just life life can be really fun if you're like so excited about like what you do that you just love learning about it and love experimenting and start seeing it more like that as like experimentation than oh I must achieve and I mu this must be perfect and because I want to build this blah blah I love having goals and I love building things but I just like but I think the 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 northern star has to be really clear but you need a part of unknown right you need a, a place where you don't know what's gonna happen something more like mystical almost because I know that you're a control freak and you need to really plan things ahead. You need to know how things are going to go and have an eye on everything. And I understand because when you care about something, I mean, I can be like that too. And it's really hard to let go. But honestly, I need to know that things can turn out in different ways. And I need to know that there is something that I cannot control. Because it's more exciting and if everything is always the same and everything has been like mastered and planned so tight that so tightly that I know exactly how it's going to go. I think that's also alienating in a way. I mean, at least for me, like both of us, we were really working well together and I never thought once that we wouldn't make our projects happen or something new or whatever. I had faith in you and me and this work dynamics that we had. But uh, if I left the project, if I left Uza Collective this year, uh, it's because I needed uh, to make big changes in my life and I needed to focus on myself, on my creative journey, but also on myself in another on another level. So my question is, uh, how do you feel about about all of the stuff in your life? Are you fulfilled? Do you feel satisfied? Um, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I will be like really honest because I think, yeah, that is the only way. I am this person who thinks that I like that had internalized that somehow I'm above average and if you can do two I can do three 
And if you tell me, no, you cannot, I will be the person who says, well, I will prove it to you. And this has been a major setback. And I've and it's funny because I've watched so many videos every time I need some advice on business or anything business or like illustration or art related, I will go on YouTube. <laughs> I am so grateful for that platform. And every they, I've listened to this so many times, start small, start small. And I have tried, I really try. And then I'm like, oh, but it's just this. And it's just this. So like, this is actually small. Because, <laughs> you know, you give me such great advice when I'm stuck and when I need someone to talk to about all this creative journey. And, you know, uh, when I am no unmotivated, when I'm super motivated, when I have too many ideas, it's cool to bounce back like all the ideas with you because it really helps see put more perspective on things so my question was um so how do you feel today yeah i feel like uh so that that I, that i was thinking that i now really like in the past few months it because so many things in my personal life changed and even though everything was for the best it was extremely painful and for the first time I really had to I had to stop or like I had to slow down this year uh, which means because I took care of my mental health like things are more stressful now and I've just been really forcing myself to put in my calendar like me time that is something that I try to force f since last year and I've been better and better but being a freelancer and having the whole time in the world and not a lot of certainty makes you feel like oh I don't deserve to rest now I, f I should be working harder I can push myself harder and then you know seeing people online doing all of the things makes you feel like oh I can do it too And yeah, I think right now I'm really, um, yeah, I'm just really deconstructing this need to be like pushing myself all of the time. Like what I was grateful from architecture and I think I'm grateful in the way that it makes the process faster in a way, but in another way it makes it slower because, um, yeah, if I had less... It's not that I think that I had to have less ambition. I like that I have a lot of ambition, but I didn't have to feel... I felt this really big um, thing of feeling behind in life and so that I had to compensate. And that's why I needed to do all of the things at the same time and growing all of the things at the same time. Uh, and, that was, and that means that I learned a lot, but it also means that I didn't grow any of those a lot because it was spread out so I'm grateful because I learned so much but I think now I'm really reconsidering and just decreasing my list from like from 10 to 2 <laughs> so maybe now we can jump on the um, the question of what do you want for the upcoming year do you have any dreams do you have any things that you want to accomplish or it doesn't have to be anything with related to work or creati creativity Um, is there anything in your life that you want to change or improve, etc.? It's funny because even though I want to like I want to focus more on the business side of things so that I'm financially independent fully. That's my that's my goal 
But I wouldn't, I mean, maybe it will happen next year, like, but fully financially independent, I think. Um, let's see. But that's, that's the goal for like in five years, you know? So I think it makes it easier to go like year by year and just like grow slowly. So that's another goal is like to grow slowly and in a more conscious way because i feel like when you're trying to build all of the things everything is about career all my free time is going to be career everything becomes productive and you kind of lose yourself in a way and that's what i felt and i felt like burning out in the in the in the end of last year so exactly one year ago I moved because of everything that happened i i ended up moving houses five times last year and the minute I got to this house that I was, that I am today, uh, it was the beginning of December also, like I crashed and it was crazy. Like I couldn't move. I, f I got sick, obviously, you know, <laughs> and it really made me think that, okay, I'm going to take it slow. And this year I need to learn like how to deal with stress of uncertainty and just embrace it as an exciting thing and just trusting myself like I've been figuring it out for this long like this is the good part of being 30 it's like I have been doing this for a while I'm still alive and kicking <laughs> so why am I always afraid that everything is gonna crumble down like I'm perfectly capable of protecting myself and um, yeah, and so I should just relax and embrace the life that I chose without being always thinking in the back of my mind, oh my god, I should go back to a secure job. This is crazy. This is crazy. And just to... So this year I managed to like silence this voice. And I'm really happy that I did that. And so now when I'm building the year ahead, like I want to travel more I want to be more open I feel like I want to move more and I also really want to take time to for myself for my like spiritual practice for really taking care of my friends for I had a birth like I had a lot of cute presents on my birthday but there was a lot of like written notes and I never have time to do written notes I never have time to like think about these little things because I always because they're not a priority for me and I want them to be a priority for me. I don't want to be this person that puts like career in front of everything. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest goals for next year. Okay, so I think that's the end of our podcast today. We could go on and on and talk more about so many things. <laughs> But I decided that we were going to stop here today. And I'm sure that Philippa is going to join me again for another, I don't know, for another topic. It doesn't have to be interview based. It can just be us talking about something and sharing our thoughts with you. Um, so you can find Philippa online. You can find me over Leofrenov. It's my artist and probably future identity liberated identity and you can find me on youtube patreon instagram and my portfolio of course um yeah and i that's another thing coming on youtube again with like probably bi-weekly videos instead of weekly videos <laughs> but yes that's another project that i really enjoy of course, I will put all of the links and everything in the description. Thank you so much for joining me today, Philippa. And I will see you soon. 
but um, thank you guys for listening. I'm really happy that you listened to the whole podcast. Please share your thoughts with me. You know where to find me. It's the same email, website, Instagram, whatever. <laughs> if you want to leave a tip, I'm on Kofi. I also leave my link in the description. You can find me there. Okay, so have a good week and talk to you next time. Bye, ciao.